the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to The Situation Report, giving you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. It is great to have you with us today. My name is Jeremy Stolnicker. I'm here with Chad Robichaux and uh, excited to have you with us. This is uh, a new show for us. We're going to talk about the genesis of this, where we came from, and why we're doing this show and give you some background on it. And uh, really, this is an exciting time. The world is an exciting place. It's an often very confusing place. And, and we've come through a process individually, collectively, organizationally, and again, we'll give you our background, where we feel like this is exactly what's needed right now. And uh, I'm glad you could be with us and glad you could follow along. Chad, let's talk about uh, this show. And uh, today really is an opportunity for us to give some background. Why are we doing this? That's the big question. Um, in, in a world where there are a thousand shows right. and lots of conversations happening. A lot of them, yeah. And you know, there's always information being pushed on us. Why did we feel like it was time to have another show? Why is the situation report important? Yeah. Well, I believe there's just so much political noise out there with all the mainstream media. And everyone seems to be politically agended or have some sort of agenda in order to sway their audience, then no one's talking about real news, uh, real cultural issues, real life issues, and how, uh, you know, how to bring that into context of their own life and make decisions in order to be able to, uh, to navigate life. Right. It seems like so much of the news that, that we receive is it's business motivated. There's a business model that's pushing for more clicks, more likes, uh, ultimately for more money, um, sure. manipulating people. Meanwhile... There are real people making real decisions whose lives are really affected uh, by what's happening, what they're hearing, and, and what, they're, what they're understanding. Yeah, and they need, they need some real answers. And so that's what I hope to bring from this show. Uh, again, as we talk about the genesis of the show and where we came from, uh, you and I, and while, while we're here today, um, through our lives, we've learned lessons ourselves. We've been able to share those lessons with other people. Uh, you know, both of us doing military uh, nonprofit work, we've been able to really speak in the lives of military folks and, uh, and taking those, those answers that we've been able to provide, right. those cont cultural contexts that we've been able to offer and bring it to a broader audience. Yeah. And that's what the Situation Report is really about. And today we'll be, you and I, interviewing each other. Yes. Talking about the show, yes. which is super exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, our wives won't be watching, our kids will not be watching the show. Um, they're not interested in our lives, but hopefully other, uh, other people are. Um, but as we go forward, we're going to have guests. And the purpose of the guests that we'll have on the show, again, are not to push a particular agenda. Um, we have opinions. Everyone has opinions. Sure. Everyone has yeah. a background. I, Everyone falls somewhere on the left-right scale. Yeah, I have a few opinions. Right, a, a few. I have <laughs> they'll, a they'll come out sometimes. They I, will come I out. But that's not our goal with this show. Right. Our goal is to have guests on the show that can help, uh, help us break down, navigate, and understand some of these issues that we're dealing with yeah. and, and really help us to get beneath the headlines. Mm -hmm. And understand what's actually happening. Yeah, I would love to see an audience, uh, uh, the Situation Reports audience, be people who agree with me, but also people who yeah. equally disagree with right. me, and uh, on, on some of my opinions. And, and I mean, because we should be able to have real conversations, navigate through, 
you know, the, the things that we're facing in this world right now. We're facing a lot of things in this yeah. world. And unfortunately, uh, the world has really turned to political figures on both sides of the aisle uh, for answers, whether directly through um, polit political uh, political platforms yeah. or through the media. Right. And, uh, you know, there's better places to get life advice from than politicians. Do you ever feel yeah. like no one actually knows what's going on? Yes. Because, <laughs> that's how I feel most of the time. Uh, I watch the news or listen to the news or read the news, and, I, and nobody has any idea what's happening. No. And what I want is information, and I want to be able to make decisions on my own. Yeah. That's what I want for myself and my family, and hopefully this show will be that. So with all that in mind, and hopefully you're compelled to at least stick with us for a few minutes and catch some yeah. other episodes as they come out. Uh, the, the big question you should be asking yourself is, who are these guys, and why in the world would I listen to them? And that is a great question. Uh, and one that uh, hopefully we'll answer. Um, I, I mentioned we'll have guests on today. The guests are us. Yes. We'll interview each other. Yeah. Um, so give us your background, Chad. Uh, we both work for the same organization. We'll get there. But talk yeah. about where you came from. And, and ultimately, as we discuss these cultural issues and try to unpack a lot of yeah. this, why should people listen to us? And you know, why is our opinion any more valid than anyone else's? Which, you know, kind of spoiler alert, it's not. Yes. We're just working to break this down so we can all come to some conclusions. Together, but why should yeah. people listen to us? So tell us yeah. your story. Uh, you've got an amazing story that leads us to this yeah. point. So start from the beginning. Not, not the very beginning, but <laughs> yes. maybe a little bit after that. Well, I, I, first of all, I'll say I never would have imagined or, or had any ambitions of ended up here as a host for a talk show. Right. So I'm just as interested to get out of it what everyone else should <laughs> right. be, and that's to you know, bring some answers to life. And you know, I, I do have a very diverse background from being a, both a local and federal law enforcement officer, uh, you know, being in special operations in the military with eight uh, deployments to Afghanistan. I was a professional MMA fighter, yeah. uh, written some books. We've written some books together. Sure. And uh, we lead the Mighty Oaks Foundation together, serving America's military warriors and, and their families, as well as uh, first responders. So lots of diversity in my life. Uh, probably the, one of the things I think foundationally in my life uh, that I like to talk about is a three-generation Marine Corps family. So my father was a Marine, a combat veteran who served as infantryman in Vietnam. Uh, I served as a, a force reconnaissance Marine in, in Afghanistan. And my son Hunter, who you know very yeah. well, uh, just came home from Afghanistan uh, as his first yeah. combat deployment as a Marine. So very proud of that, yeah. uh, at military history. <clears throat> also had uh, previous to my father, non-Marine Corps, but uh, World War II and World War I uh, veterans in my family. And uh, so the military is a big, big part of my life. Yeah. Um, after I uh, came home from my last deployment from Afghanistan, I suffered some of the same things many of our military warriors that we serve at Mighty Oaks suffer with. I was diagnosed with PTSD. Yeah. Um, I faced a, a near divorce in my, in my family and, uh, and a, a real battle with taking my own life and becoming one of those suicide statistics of those 22 veterans a day that take their lives. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, uh, rediscovering purpose moving forward was a, was a big struggle for me. And there's a lot of things that, um, that really played a role in getting me on the other side of that. Yeah. I'd say probably the biggest uh, thing was my, the restoration of my faith through the mentorship of a local man at a church that my wife was going to while we were separated, yeah. uh, a man named Steve Toth, who, who also you know very well. And, um, and on the other side of that, uh, coming out of the fog, you know, when I was in those dark moments, I thought I was the only one that could be dealing with the things I was dealing with, but I realized um, that it wasn't. There was 22 veterans a day taking their life. There was... 80% of our, our combat veterans divorcing their families, that they were people looking for a purpose moving forward from the military, that so many people were being diagnosed with PTSD, just as I was, and stuff suffering with anxiety, depression, and panic attacks, and again, that purposeless, purposelessness moving forward. And so I felt this overwhelming burden to share what I discovered with others. 
um, even if it was one other person. Right. It was. I always say when I do public speaking that it was, but there's really no better way to say it. It was like if I was dying of cancer mm -hmm. and Steve Toth, this mentor that stepped in my life, gave me the cure, yeah. I didn't want to share it. I, I felt obligated to share it and pay it forward. And so that manifested in the beginning of the Mighty Oaks Foundation to serve other warriors right. and give them the same lessons that I learned moving forward. And uh, you know, shortly after that, uh, starting that, that program, I met you at the second right. program we ran. Yeah. Um, somehow persuaded you to uh, leave your job and come work for us full time. Right. And, uh, you know, it's been an amazing journey. All these years later, and I say all these years, going on 10 years later uh, now at the Mighty Oaks Foundation, we've been able to do some amazing things. We have uh, four ranches in Ohio, Virginia, California, and Texas. We run our programs. We do one-week programs, uh, uh, 30 of those a year. Yeah. We've had almost... Uh, we had 3,200 graduates from that program, just amazing success, Incredible. active duty military veterans, spouses, and now first responders. Uh, you and I travel to bases around the world and speak to active duty troops uh, on combat resiliency and spiritual resiliency and PTSD and anxiety and all these things that our warriors face. And we've been able to speak to over 150,000 active yep. duty troops, the books that you and I have written. We've given away 100,000 copies of books free to the troops. Mm. And so I'm just so privileged to do the work that we do. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember you and I having a conversation of how can we, there's a, obviously we've reached a lot of people, you know, over 3,000 in our program, over 150,000 in our resiliency conferences that we do. We've reached a lot of people. We were thinking like, how can we reach more people right. with a, a, a bigger audience and broadcast the same lessons that we're paying, passing on to our warriors to help them navigate life yeah. and, uh, and the struggles they may be facing. And so we started the Mighty Oaks show, yeah. and, uh, which is a weekly show that we've, we've done for several years now. Mainly you now doing the Mighty Oak Show, and uh, and really it has been success. We've been able to bring a lot of answers to people who need them outside of the the physical touch touch that we have. And I think you know another question came along is how can we take those same lessons and 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 uh, that we and wisdom and just advice or or navigate through it together uh, those same issues. How can we do that to a broader audience outside the military? And so we, as it's discussing that, the situation report yep. uh, came to life. And here we are uh, wanting to just pay forward those same lessons that were passed on to me from people who cared about me, who wanted to give me guidance and wisdom in the darkest valleys of my life yeah. to be able to navigate forward and, um, and just the confusion of life. And now I, I see ourselves, and I say ourselves, me included, and my family, and this world just in a, in a very confusing time. Uh, there's so many things going on in the world. It's very hard to understand what is going on in the world because we go to the news for answers. And like we said when we opened, it's so agended. Right. Uh, whichever side of the aisle you're on, right. uh, you know, being a left or right or Republican or, or Democrat or Libertarian, whatever side that you fall yeah. on or somewhere in between, yeah. uh, it's being influenced for political agendas and, uh, and people trying to get other people to think their way. And I think there needs to be real conversations about culture and life and, and in a context that we could all we can agree on. Agree on, yeah. yeah. And just look at things for what they are. One of the, uh, the points that you made is you know, restoration of faith. I, I think it, it's important to say, at least briefly, that you know, as much as we will do our best to not insert opinion in that, we're trying to gather information and give people the opportunity to make their own decisions. Yeah. Um, faith... Regardless of what that is, everyone has a system of faith of some kind. It may be faith in yourself, it may be faith in God, it may be faith in something right. else. But faith, what you believe, informs how you view the world. 
I wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide, with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org to learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. Yes, and I think one of the important things to say you know, at this juncture as we're beginning is we have a program for veterans, for active duty service members, for first responders, for folks who are dealing with things. Mm-hmm. And we approach it from a faith position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we don't do is say, you have to agree with our position on faith. Right. Right. And you, you've talked about that a lot. And I think that's yeah. an important point to be made mm-hmm. is um, we're going to show you what, what we've seen. Yeah. And even in our, our, our program, the Mighty Oaks, foundation there's a lot of ways to describe it but you often describe it as a, a peer-to-peer mentorship program yeah <laughs> because it's really broken people who have found some forward momentum uh, looking around saying hey i don't have it all figured out but i want to bring you with me yeah and, and there's a lot lot to be had there i mean we have those conversations amongst ourselves yeah i mean i lean on you a lot because of the experiences you've have, have had in your life and um you know you do bring some uh, you have an incredible background yourself and mm and some great experiences. And, uh, you know, I've, I've leaned on you and I've seen people in our organization. And I think, you know, the situation report, you're such a great fit for this. Um, even when you, you have topics you don't know, you do the research, the homework, and try to present it. <laughs> sometimes the I'm asked questions. Now. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just the other yeah. day I had one of those. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, why don't you share a little bit of your background sure. and what qualifies you or yeah. why you're maybe not so qualified yeah. <laughs> to, do, to do the situation report. I, th- yeah. I think our baseline for both of us yeah. is... Um, we both struggle through some things personally, yeah. but we spend every day working with people who are struggling. Um, I was raised in a, in a different home, in a different environment than you were. I was raised in a very conservative home, a Christian home, and really was taught how to think. Um, when I was in my uh, late teens, early 20s, I went into the Marine Corps. Uh, I served as an infantry platoon commander with 1st Battalion, 5th Marines, based, uh, you know, we're recording here in Oceanside, and uh, based right here in Oceanside at Camp Pendleton and had the, the privilege of serving not only with that unit, but going to Iraq in 2003 as part of the initial invasion into Iraq. And, and, and that was, you know, my military career. But I took with that, uh, with me into that, you know, my upbringing, my background, uh, the very black and white view of the world. You know, there's a right way, there's a wrong way. This is the right way. And if you believe something else, that's the wrong way, right? <laughs> um, but along the way, I've met a lot of people and, and understood that the world is extremely diverse and that opinions are extremely diverse and that there are a lot of people that disagree with maybe my positions on things that are wonderful people and have a lot to say. Uh, and my, my view of the world, I think, began to change. Uh, again, informed by my faith, and it still is, but, but changed or maybe broadened a little bit. Yeah. Uh, left the Marine Corps and started working on a church staff and uh, 
left the Marine Corps. A month later, I was serving on a church staff, and I was a train wreck. So trying to help people, I couldn't even help myself. <laughs> it took me a while to get back on track, and uh, thankfully, I was able to do that and pastor the church for a while. Um, and I remember being invited to that, that program that you mentioned. Uh, we were in Colorado. Yes. Um, you were starting the Mighty Oaks Foundation, having a hard time getting people to attend. And so you reached out to some guys that I know and said, bring some of the, the old guys from your platoon up here. And uh, that's how we connected. Um, and I'd like to tell the story of, of how I decided it was important to be involved in this. Uh, sitting around a fire in Colorado with some of those guys, uh, I was always so proud of my service and proud of what I had been a part of and bringing you know, young Marines home from combat. Um, but 10 years later, having a conversation with those guys and realizing many of those Marines that came home had taken their lives. Some had been killed later on in combat and follow on, you know, kind of operations. And, and where I felt like I had taken care of them, in, in a sense, I had walked away from them because I didn't help them beyond the military. And that was the first time for me that I understood my service, um, you know, in life, but my service to these men and women who have served uh, their country did not end when I put the uniform back in the closet and really began to lean into that. You gave me the opportunity to come on board and and uh, first kind of volunteering and, and working, you know, in different capacities and, and now for a number of years in this capacity. But, um, man, just understanding as, as I've, I've worked with people, I've counseled families and, and just trying to help folks who are coming from every conceivable background. And, and often the work in that and the work for me in that has been uh, cutting away all the noise and cutting away all the nonsense and getting to the point where we could have real discussions about what's actually happening. And as we come into you know, this environment and the situation report, I think it's exactly that. This is an opportunity for us to hopefully cut away some of the noise, um, get some ex experts in here, some actual experts in here to, to speak to some of these issues. We're going to talk about you know, really culturally, we would say sensitive issues, some hard topics. Yeah. And I think we should because someone needs to. It's not about right or wrong. It's about understanding what's actually going on. And uh, you, know, you and I approach this from a little bit of a different position, but, but really our... our our path is the same. Uh, let's get to the truth and let's figure that out. Yeah, I know as I watch the news, there's issues that I care about in the world. And obviously, one of the big things that we, you and I both talk about is veteran suicide. Yeah. A lot. But the truth is, outside of the veter just the veteran community, we, we have a suicide epi epidemic in our culture and country. Right, that's right. I, we're at the highest suicide rate ever in, in our country. And it can't even get a time slot on any ma major news station right. because of, you know, President Trump or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, like because someone's screaming about some, something. Someone's screaming right? about yeah. something. So right. these important issues can't make the news, and that really bugs me. Yeah. That really bugs yeah. me, and it, and it prompts me to do something like this yeah. to be able to make room uh, for these very important conversations. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, the some of these topics have been hijacked by uh, by uh, someone telling us in the mainstream media that if you believe a certain way on a certain issue then you've chosen a political party, such as pro-life. I'm a huge advocate uh, for pro-life, and there's other people that are pretty aggressively uh, the other way oh, no, for pro-choice. Yeah. And somehow we've been told that if we have an issue on the sanctity of life, that puts us in a political category. And, uh, you know, there needs to be a place to have those conversations. Have real conversations about the facts of, of the yeah. issues. I think, yeah. you know, so much of what we get wrapped up in, too, and again, you know, in counseling families, particularly as I've had you know, the opportunity to do for a number of years and, and, and now working with veterans and people struggling with the craziest things. I mean, if we, we, had, we could do a whole show on just the craziest yeah. stuff, right, <laughs> that people are dealing with and the real issues, um, so often there's just there's a lack of hope because there's a lack of clarity. 
And we live in a world where, as you mentioned, people are screaming about stuff all of the time. Right. Some of the stuff they're screaming about is important. Right. But because we don't know how to process that, we don't have a place where we can talk about it. Yeah. Actually, to develop our own opinions, mm. there is no hope. We believe that everything is lost because there's just nowhere to go yeah. from here. Right. The world yeah. is burning down, <laughs> and we've got a squirt gun, and it's not going to help. Yeah. And that's where yeah. we've been convinced that we live, and it's just not true. Yeah. That, that word hope is an impactful word just when you hear it or even when you say it. And so I want to ask, what's that, when you say yeah. to bring people hope, what's, yeah. what's hope mean to you? Can you define like what you mean by, by us helping bring people uh, hope? I think that, po- that hope is the realization, and I'm going to get really animated here, so sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> like hope is the realization that although I stand here, right. and I've got a circle of life around me, and in my circle of life I see my kids and I see my you know, my financial stuff that I'm dealing with and career and, and, and then the, the political noise that we were just talking about, all that's in my circle. When I focus exclusively on that, I lose hope because I'm convinced that the only thing that exists is what's in that circle. And this is where a lot of people live. When we have veterans come to our program or uh, folks who are currently serving, they're dealing with this stuff and they're hopeless because they believe that the situation they find themselves in right now that's all there is. They can't see beyond their circle. They can't see beyond the circle. To me, hope is acknowledging that you're in that circle. Yeah. But being able to look up and see that there's something outside of the circle. Yeah. And when we talk about hope culturally with any of these issues, I believe that we have been convinced that the only thing going on right now is what's happening in this circle. Mm-hmm. And whoever's speaking gets to tell us what's happening in this circle and that we can't look beyond that. And to me, hope is elevating our view, not saying everything's okay, not pre- pretending like everything's fine, but acknowledging that there's stuff happening here, but we can go over there too. It's, it's going to be okay. Let's all take a deep breath mm-hmm. and, and understand that people that disagree with me aren't the enemy, mm-hmm. not all of them. <laughs> um, people that see the world different than me, they're not the enemy. Yeah. It's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. So we're, we're casting hope. Uh, right. <laughs> Doing our best. <laughs> and who, to elevate a view, right? right? To hope, yes. To, to who? Like, who's, who's the audience? I think it's important. To, like, who, you know, who are we talking to right now? Who are we trying to reach? Yeah. You know, um, I hope that everyone's listening now stays with us. Right. Because we get, I mean, I'm so excited about some of the shows we're going to have, some of the guests we're going to have, some of the issues we're going to talk about. Yes. But who is it that we would expect to see on this? Yeah. That's message? a great question. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you my thought on that, and then you can give me yours. Yeah. But I hope... Speaking of hope, <laughs> that the audience is comprised of or will grow into people that, as you mentioned in the beginning, may already agree with us. Mm-hmm. If we were to have a private conversation over coffee, uh, you know, we'd be able to say stuff and they'd say, I agree with that, that's right, and mm-hmm. we'd be mad about the same stuff. I hope that those people come along. Uh, but honestly, the, the, the partisanship of all of that is, is something I'm just not super interested in. No. Um, my desire would be that our audience would be comprised of people that see some things the way we see them personally, Mm -hmm. disagree with us in other ways, Mm -hmm. but value the guests that we have and the perspective that we bring enough that even though they may fall to one side or the other of that, they find value in it for their own life and for the conversations they're having in their life. Yeah, so when we look at the video on our YouTube channel, Right. We don't just see the thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. We'll see some comments, right. some agreements, some disagreements, yeah. some good questions that'll push us to the next yeah. 
to do some you know, searching ourselves. Our, uh, our marketing director, Michael, he's here, and um, we started a show a few weeks ago. It's just a recap of the weekly news, Yeah. and I've had fun doing it, and it's just, it's just a real, real quick thing. But uh, I, I was laughing the other day. We were talking about this. Um, it's on YouTube, and so we get the craziest comments, like people who are mad about what I said, <laughs> people who love what I said. <laughs> There's thumbs up and thumbs down. I was laughing, not because I yeah. take any of it personally, because I don't, but because I hope that that will be our audience. That'll be people who are like, what you said is stupid. I hate you, but I'm going to watch next week. <laughs> um, you know, people who love it, but ultimately people who will come along and grow in it so that we have a place where we can just figure stuff out together. That's yeah. my desire. Yeah. And, and I would imagine yours as well. Yes, it is. Um, we've talked about this a lot, but as we come into this, um, it's, it's, again, our desire not to have a place where we tell others what to think but to just provide the information and navigate an ever-changing culture. That's yep. what we said. That's it. Um, our opinion's going to slip in once in a while. But, but more than that, I like to view this from the position of my kids may watch this show someday. And they're growing and they're forming their own opinions. I've, you know, you have uh, young adult children. Yes. I have two young adult children and then two young children. And I want to view this through their lens, not me telling them what to think, but them receiving the information and being able to come to their own conclusion. And I, I really hope that people will come to that point with this show. So what's some things that we could look forward to? Some some topics, any guest yeah. that we should talk about? I, I know if, uh, any that you're excited. I have a few that I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm excited about uh, the next couple of guests that we yeah. have, and um, we could talk about those. And then, yeah. you know, we're even lining some things up for the next couple of months. We'll do a road trip, and yeah. we've got some uh, really well-known guests that hopefully can speak into some of these, these issues as well. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, more than guests, we want to talk about things that folks have a hard time with. Sexuality is one of the things we want to talk about. Yeah. You know, how do we come to real conclusions about some of this stuff? And, man, we have demonized people who don't see particularly that topic the way that we do. And that's not right. Right. <laughs> we need to understand, you know, some of these issues from their perspective. Um, we have a guest uh, coming on going to speak about, uh, you know, alternative you know, medicine treatments for things yeah. like post-traumatic stress, Shea. Dr. Yeah. Shea, yeah. Um, which you've had, you know, some interaction with. Yeah, yeah, great, great man. There's some great uh, uh, technologies that are being advanced yeah. for some of the issues that we've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, you know, some friends in the news media. Who, yeah, Alex Salvi. Alex Salvi. We've been at his show, now we'll get him on ours. One and, American News. Yeah. He, um, you know, regardless of what you think about One American News, uh, don't, Form an opinion until you've watched Alex Salvi's show. He, he's one of the best. Uh, Super sharp guy. One of the best interviewers yeah. I've, I've ever encountered. Yeah. I love being on his show. And uh, we asked him to come on and talk about, you know, the news and the polarization of the news and why that is. So And why no one can trust. Why no one, the news. No one trusts the news. No one trusts <laughs> why, any news. Why right? we're doing this show. Yeah, no one <laughs> right. trusts any news. So yeah. we have the opportunity to talk about that yeah. and um, a lot of other stuff. Excited yeah. about it. And hopefully as people watch, they will tell us what they want to hear and what they want to talk about. And. Um, on this round table that we have, nothing's off the table. That's right. Yeah. We'll talk about it. And yeah. excited about it. So, as we uh, come into this, and we'll do this every week, um, we'll end with a situa situation report. Yes. Kind of summing up what we talked about. That's right. So, today's will be a little bit different, but uh, I will give you the situation report, and uh, the format will be the same going forward. The top topic will be a little bit different, but here is your situation report for today. Here are your big takeaways from the conversation that we had today, and we have a couple. Here's the question, what is the show? Uh, the show, hopefully, as we go forward, will be an opportunity for you to receive information on cultural issues, some sensitive, some not so much, 
but take that information and make your own decisions. We're excited about the opportunity to share that with you. The question then is, why are we doing this? We have a uh, political and cultural landscape uh, that in a lot of ways is not conducive to free thought. <laughs> it's not conducive to people coming to their own conclusions. And that's the landscape we find ourselves in. We can curse it or we can say, let's do something about it. We've decided to do something about it. And therefore we have the situation report. Uh, we're doing this because culture really needs something like this. Uh, why is it important? What's the value of this? The value to us, and I hope the value to you, is that you'll walk away and go, you know what? I've never seen that that way before. And I'm excited to make some good decisions based on the information that I have. Uh, this is not about conformity. It's not about you thinking like us but it's about all of us having an opportunity to have a real conversation about real issues. And that is your situation report. Not bad for a first show. Not bad. And a little trivia context. Uh-oh. The situation report is uh, the acronym in the military is a SIDREP. SIDREP. Which, uh, and, you know, both yeah. of us come from the military. Sure. And yep. it's a SIDREP. You can even see in the graphics, we got a little, yeah. we got some geography and some contour right. lines in there. Right. So this is kind of a, the SIDREP from which in the military is the situation report, yep. what's, ha what's happening, what's going on, what do we need to be uh, aware of. and uh, What information do we need as we go forward? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. it. We'll do it again. Yes. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Yep, looking forward to it. Thanks, right. guys. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.